0: What the truck! You are
1: listening to Why
2: the truck.
1: Are you ready to truck it? I'm Dooner here with Michael Vincent, the dude, and uh, look what the cat dragged in. We saw him pulling open doors in
2: the parking lot trying to get into people's cars. And we said, get the hell in here, Charles Gracie. What are you doing? Uh, you know, enjoying a day in Chattanooga. Came by, bring some gifts for y'all. Oh. Ooh, what do we whoa, got here?
3: What, what is going on here?
2: Check out the bottom. Oh. Brand
1: new hot seat oh, services. Yes. That's awesome. Dude. <laughs> Let's take these. Oh, by the way, guys whoa, in the back, whoa, you got whoa, us feeding whoa, back whoa. in our own ear. Can't These are freaking awesome. Look at
2: these shirts right here.
3: Oh, check that out.
2: What the truck? We got number 18 right here. Have like an 18. What is the 18 for? Well, you guys answered my question on when you guys got going as a show. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's for 2018. Beautiful. I thought it'd be so nice to hear what you guys been doing for the industry. even spelled it right. killer, dude.
1: Fantastic. Just in time for Show
2: 500. Show 500 is on uh, Wednesday. Hey, congratulations. You guys have been doing a lot for the industry, and uh, we enjoy what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I like what you're doing, too, my man. Uh,
2: We're just getting going. going. You just started a new podcast. Yes. Want to tell the folks about what's going on with that? So we're doing cents per mile. It's a unique take on different perspectives of the industry on taboo trucking topics from drivers, carriers, industry experts. We bring up a topic and let everyone kind of have a stab at it. And then we present our overall take on it.
4: I
3: love it. And I love the show, too. Oh, thank you. Um, It's cool. Uh, Like, uh, who's playing the guitar?
2: What's his name? Uh, Paul Gibson. Yeah, (laughs) he's freaking awesome. Yeah, he's our co-host on (laughs) the show. Uh, Offers a unique perspective because he came from recruiting, and then he does media. Uh, Anything from photographing to videography, so yeah, yeah, it's fun. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well,
1: Charles, man, it was great to have you here. By the way, before you just came new to town, and to impress your new neighbors, you've put up this brand new Halloween display Show this thing up here. How long does this take you to put together?
2: Uh, it's been three weekends in the work, and we're still not quite there. I got about another weekend worth of work to put into it. I think we got to film like a What the Truck Slasher movie or something. Yeah, Overall yeah, yeah, nights. yeah. yeah. We're gonna for sure. Stop by
1: one of these nights. Anytime. All right, let us know when that, that thing is completed. You got it, brother. Hey, man. Thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciate you getting us those shirts. I know you got someplace else to be. You got a cool trip coming up. Yep. So go have fun on it. Go enjoy some time with the family, and uh, we'll catch you pretty soon. Appreciate you guys. Have a yeah. good show. Right on. Thanks, Josh. Thank you guys. Peace. Thanks for coming by. Dude, it's killer. These these are these are awesome. People have been giving us, have been giving us awesome stuff lately. This like is,
3: these are the real deal, man. These are these are this is stitched on jersey it, shirts. Yeah. I mean, oh, we're man. just
1: gonna come in like a couple bebop boys at F three. You know, oh, listen dude. to Manny Teo wearing yeah, these yeah. shirts right here. The black and red's badass too. It looks it great. Is. He knows the colors. He knows mm-hmm. the team. He knows the gear. Uh-huh. What are people going to learn about on this episode? What do we got going on today, Michael Vincent? We're going to be learning about the logic and logistics behind same-day delivery. Oh, cool. We'll discover how one company is reinventing how drivers get paid um let's see here we go into the details of how hot shotting works especially in houston it's got to be a challenge right yeah i would think so is that like
3: let's look at oxymoron fast in houston
1: it's like gambling traffic, a little bit right it? <laughs> it's, it's gotta like gambling be man. a little bit it's gotta be um we'll also hear about achieving end-to-end automation between carrier booking and customer booking We've got the uh, company fifth company i think to do it with all oh, that details yeah, yeah. elon musk says tesla yeah you know, tesla semi coming. September 1st, I mean, December 1st to Pepsi.
3: Yeah, we got to look up who that guy is that said he was going to eat a shoe sandwich if he delivered one before
1: the end of the year. He might owe it. We'll talk about that semi later. We got some thoughts on it and the design and all that. Uh, Trucker who can't park at home. Issues going on in Georgia with that. We got the best and worst Halloween candy. A look inside at Jackass Joe's rest stop (laughs) and a lot more, man. So let's tip the band and we can get to it because I can see one of our guests waiting in that waiting room right now. Let's see here. Fleets today cannot waste time waiting for fully driverless technology. Locomation's autonomous relay convoy systems are safe, legal, and profitable. With no federal regulations holding us back, join Locomation for the fastest path to commercial deployment at scale across the U.S. To
3: learn more, tell them, dude. Hey, go to locomation.ai forward slash no barriers immediately after this show.
1: It's the eye of the tiger. It's it my is. buddy Omar Singh. He's founder and president over at Surge Transportation Omar, you're looking good as always brother. all
5: right, good to see you thanks for having me
1: i, lo- I like <laughs> hey, i like the uh, I like that boxing video you put up with the creed trunks on man you st- how how much time you still spend in the jump in the gym throwing those fists up?
5: I try to probably do uh you know six to eight rounds three four times a week So oh. yeah luckily it's it's a garage gym, so it's short commute, you know.
3: You know, but, people don't understand just what a workout that is, man. No. I love a heavy bag workout will kick your ass. Now, yeah, in sparring yeah, yeah. with somebody else is even even more.
1: That, I, that, first time I've ever gotten like a fight in school, I realized that very quickly that it's not even like getting punched in the face. It, no.
0: It, <laughs> yeah. But, Romar, Romar
1: yeah. I got me curious. So before we jump into things here, can you tell us a little bit of what's your favorite Rocky movie? Because we were we were trying to hash this out, and I don't think – Michael Vince and I could separate one, three, and four. We kind of bundled no. them as a trilogy. We kicked out two as though. Just
5: one, yeah. They kind of run together, but clever Lang, clever Lang has some lines, right? Mm. Cle- I think it's three. I think it's got to be three. So
3: I'm you're going go three as three as the best. Yes. It holds yeah. up. It holds up. Yeah. There's a lot of it don't, No, I, I don't disagree. I was just making clear where he Controversial
1: was. Controversial take, but I think Rocky V is an underrated movie too. Like, Stallone touched on what was going on with promoters and how boxers were, like, abused and taken advantage of and how they could fall out of sight. And I thought that was, I thought it was really ahead of its time.
3: I, I, I agree with you. And, and maybe, Omar, you might agree with what I'm saying is, I think it was uh, overrated or uh, underrated, I should say, because it didn't it didn't follow the the kind of the feel of the movie of what you were expecting. It was yeah. excellent, well done, but you weren't expecting that deep of a subject right
5: it took it took a right turn from the whole like the the first four movies for sure but i think it was timely and it was done well and and there was a good spin on you know the the last fight so they did a good job
1: well omar you went five rounds with the freight tech awards and you won each one of them the judges gave you a 10 (laughs) how do you keep yourself relevant like how do you stay ahead in the freight tech game a lot of changes over these past few years
5: well, I think that's it, right? It's just always trying to see what is out there, always trying to see who, you know, is either offering new products or how do we create new products and just staying ahead of the competition, collaborating with competition. I mean, you know, in TIA, we all help each other out, try to make each other better, make our businesses better. So that's always, you know, probably the place where I learn the most is is talking to other brokerage business owners and seeing what they're doing and, and hanging out together, you know, hang out with competitors all the time. So.
3: So hold on a let Let's, let's look at that a little bit, a little bit more that, that competitive uh, uh, you know, uh, working together competitive competitively. How, how does that actually work? It seems like an oxymoron, right?
5: Well, yeah, it is. I mean, I think you need a little bit of a mindset. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, you want to win, right. Uh, but whatever, but if the mindset that there's, there's enough freight out there for all of us to be able to have successful businesses to be able to continue to grow, but also to enjoy each other's sort of, you know, friendships and collaboration and, and try to make each other better. You know, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff you 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 guys talk about on this show or that we talk about hopefully helps other people or whatever we yeah. write about. And TIA, you know, we get together and we all kind of put our heads together and and, and see how we can help each other improve. You know, yeah. and who we should invite to shows, you know, to, to events so we can all kind of learn from each other.
1: Now, Omar, you are the fifth company to achieve NMN, uh, end-to-end automation between carrier booking and customer booking. First, that sounds pretty important, but what does it mean to those who may not know what uh, that entails and why that's a big accomplishment?
5: So it's, I think the accomplishment is, is just kind of the full circle automation where we're, we've automated customer rates. We've been doing that for a few years and TMS integrations, which was a big project that took a few years, but then... On the tail end of it, you know, or coming behind it, I should say, we started working on our own website for carrier bookings. And, it, you know, I mean, it lowers the cost per transaction. It, it, it ensures that you're giving good rates to customers. It ensures that you're bidding at night and on weekends or, you know, anything that comes across that nobody's missing it. And then for carriers, it's the same things. We get a lot of bookings at night. We get a lot of bookings on weekends. And we get a lot more sort of buy-in to the relationship so long as we, we follow through. But, I mean, our customers like it. The carriers like it. So I think it's, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. And, you know, uh, you can do more with less also. So that, of course, is, is just a win from being able to stay competitive in a super competitive environment. You know, 27,000 brokerages. Um, it's, yeah. It's, you know, really hard to to kind of be relevant and successful in this industry. So.
3: Yeah, it, it is really hard. I grew up in LTL, and really uh, everybody's service was pretty much the same. If they were servicing a region, right? It was sure. just who bought you the last pizza, or took you to the best concert, or got you drunk. Uh, uh, the last, you know, most recently. What about three PLs? Are they all built the same? Do they? Is it is it the same thing, or or is there a huge difference between them all? Oh.
5: And we've been talking about it this week, but yeah, I think it's it's at least four, right? It's it's non-asset-based 3PL truckload brokers, and then it's 3PL managed transportation, and then it's 3PL outsourced transportation, and then it's sort of 3PL warehouse and distribution, and would we go 3PL, you know, international, which involves all of it, right? But a lot of times people just say 3PL and they don't put the qualifier behind it. And so, right. you know, we do truckload, brokerage, North America, and I don't know much about warehousing distribution or international freight forwarding, which they also sort of go by 3PL, and it's just very different from what we do.
1: Omar, what is the biggest challenge that you're hearing from your customers right now?
5: Oh, man, from our customers, I would say it's where are they sourcing raw materials and products from? Where are they sourcing CO2? Where are they sourcing mm. their ingredients? Where are they able to produce? I mean, they're shifting production all over the country based on just where can we get, you know, the raw materials that we need to produce our goods? And then, you know, how do we get people in the warehouses? So so they're struggling with people and they're struggling with, with raw materials. And then, of course, motor carriers or brokers, you know, it's easier for brokers to shift. But if they say, you know, we're producing this product and, in new york for the next 90 days but then we have to shift production to texas then i mean that's hard for a motor carrier to respond to you know
3: yeah yeah absolutely so we're we're getting into the thick of things into this uh this uh holiday season we were just talking about halloween lights and all that other kind of stuff what are you looking at for the remainder of this year how do you see the market playing out
5: well i I think that it's a it's probably two-sided. You know, the, the economy keeps getting worse. Interest rates are are still going up, right? The whole world is calling for potential worldwide recession. So, so that's scary. Um, I think on our side, what we're seeing is, you know, you guys are reporting a lot on tender rejection volumes going down. But I think a lot of that is also that shippers are activating real-time API rates. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not that the loads are covered, but they don't have to go to spot right? So they're getting covered by real-time providers. So we're actually seeing a little bit more volume than, than we expected. So, I mean, that's good for surge, but I, I hate to see anybody suffering who's invested in, you know, asset-based, you know, owning trucks, whether it's one truck or a fleet of trucks or, or starting a business and not doing well. I mean, I don't like seeing that for anybody. Right. Um, but, but, but luckily, the technology that we've developed is, is actually helping us um, continue to grow through all of this. Um, so, so that's good for us, but I I don't like seeing anybody, um, you know, not do well.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. We're, we're in a tough place with the economy and a shift. And I mean, one of the, the biggest shifts is a lot of supply chains. Like you said, with the sourcing, we, we reconfigured for what was going on in like 2021 and 2022 is just a different environment. And yeah. there's going to be some growing pains sorting that out. But we'll keep you abreast of it. We'll keep talking to smart gentlemen like yourself, Omar, to let the people know. Will we be seeing you November 1st right here in Chattanooga?
5: that we had was how do we spend thanks uh a halloween night right because we have to go in on the 31st so so now we know the house to be at right once he yes. his decorations <laughs> there it is so, right. Charles. so now we know where to go search team will be there and yeah we'll be there through the end of the week so hopefully it'll be a really great event for everybody
1: well if you're in yeah. town on the 31st you need to scratch that trick-or-treating itch i am definitely ditching all of you to go take my kids out but if anyone wants to join me around around my go. block you can come trick-or-treating with me what,
3: what's the favorite uh, halloween candy omar
5: uh, Mr. Goodbar, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a lifelong favorite, yeah.
1: Long favorite, good stuff. There you go. Wait, congratulations, we'll see you uh, in a couple weeks, Omar, looking forward to it. All right, guys, have a good one. Go check out searchtransportation.com. Do it, now, man. Mr. Those Goodbar. of you who watch the show religiously may have caught the episode a few weeks ago where I had ordered a Splatoon 2, uh, Splatoon 3, I'm sorry, Splatoon 3, controller for the nintendo switch and i ordered on GameStop online and um no big deal they were doing same day delivery sounded great but the the, the, where this took kind of a twist and got me really curious was they sent it from georgia via postmates and they had this guy drive it 35 miles so i put a post on linkedin I was like how is this viable how does this work i mean obviously it's a loss leader but like yeah. These particular controllers don't have any margins in them. Well, the gentleman is coming on next. He raised his head and said, "I have some ideas about all that." So we invite him on the show. It's Noran Bayruti. He's a senior director of corporate marketing and brand at Delivery Solutions. And if I understand this correctly, he's from the Block, originally from Brooklyn. Wait, no wait, so is this my dad,
3: is Noran from the Block the Nor- is on from the
1: Block.
0: I'm from Bay Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing today? Where are you sitting? I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm in my office, a uh, little inky dinky office, but uh, it works. I, would, yeah, I was looking into
1: your background and um, I like I would have massive anxiety if I was doing some of your previous jobs. One of them was you were doing like marketing operations, creative services for 25 shopping malls, 700 cinemas, 800 retail stores, 21 hotels and indoor ski resorts. That's a lot of brand to
0: manage. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, yeah, Magical Dame is a large portfolio of uh, of conglomerate products. Uh, you can say a lot of facilities. We had about 72 million people come to our uh, shopping malls and uh, cinemas, and uh, it's great. You know, everybody knows it from the skyline uh, in pictures, but uh, there's a lot of hard work going on down there. Unbelievable.
3: I never thought there would be three indoor ski resorts.
0: I mean, hey. It- what- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and three different countries.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. They're not like in Chattanooga or
1: anything. <laughs> no, wasn't well, there an indoor <laughs> ski resort in New in New Jersey at that big mall by the Meadowlands? Is there's something going yes. on there?
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. It's uh, uh, what, I forgot Mall of uh, American Dream or Yeah, something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> it's kind of a
1: mess over there, but yeah, they're trying to build that thing in there. Wow. But, but hey, so let's get back to that that switch controller, right? right now on that same day delivery are companies looking at that as marketing and as a loss leader and to build that market and something that's actually viable because like like the situation i described it just didn't sound like it made sense
0: yeah absolutely so so gamestop is is our customer so delivery solutions is a middleware that aggregates carriers for the uh retailers and what we do is we aggregate all all the carriers in order for them to have same-day delivery. Now, we dug deep uh, into the case that you put in. It it did say 32 minutes away, not 32 miles away. We dug deeper and deeper and deeper because our SLAs and and how the the business process works is that it shouldn't be more than 15 miles. So logically with the Uber uh, Eats or Uber driver that picked up your order, and delivered it to your home was in the vicinity of, of the 15-mile range. So between the, the battlefield station store and to where you were uh, in that you know facility, it was about 12 to 13.7 miles, depending on what route you took. So mm-hmm. uh, not 30 to uh, miles. It, it's, uh, it's it's it's. 13, if it's taken the longer route and that's still in scope and within, uh, let's say, price range. So you got to take what we do and how GameStop is doing it is no different than the food industry business. So a lot of people started talking about, same day delivery and quick stuff and all that during the pandemic. And it was not the pandemic that did the paradigm shift, you can say, it was the food business. So the logic was for all customers, including everybody in the studio, around the world, if you can pick up my sandwich from Subway and deliver it to me in 30 minutes, Uh, you can get my jeans, you can get my Xbox controller, you can get my Nintendo Switch controller. So how GameStop is doing it is the same exact way, using our middleware software in order to enable their customers, like you, to have their uh, controllers sent to them uh, same day uh, within that uh, 15-mile radius. Uh, Same day works very efficiently when it's uh, delivered from store. So th- it's just like a sandwich bit, per se. Well, my so it's the though- same exact logic, uh- Logic works. Yeah. But
1: uh, what I was curious about is also like the driver end. So when I order Grubhub or Uber Eats, which I actually don't often because they put so many fees on there these days, they've kind of like priced me out, which is what made me so surprised about the controller too because they were sending it for free. Where usually that courier service through a Postmates or something has a decent amount of fees and attachment as well yeah. as a tip yeah. that you give as a driver. But when I order on GameStop, it's all brokered by them. Like I'm not in a Postmates yeah. app, so I'm not giving the driver a tip so how how does that driver fit into the equation how do they get paid
0: so it's all passed through billing so uh they through our software it's all passed through billing so basically for for you as a customer it's it's all incorporated into the price so it's an end-to-end seamless experience so you don't have the burden of dealing with so many other things right now when you shop at gamestop you shop at GameStop and you got delivered by GameStop and it was not handed or you were not abandoned after checkout. So the experience is, you know, delivery to door. And it, it's it's all incorporated in, in your checkout experience rather than there's fees and applications. There's a lot of steps through there. You want same day? That's all you care about. You don't really want to care about the, the additional steps of fees and making you deter away from same day. And same day is always cheaper mm-hmm. than actual shipping and getting it like for where your location is. It's probably seven states away to do it from a warehouse somewhere, you know, and it's highly expensive to do it through shipping. Where same day, is, it's right there in the store. We'll pick it up. And deliver it to your store way cheaper so the cases like target for example reduce costs with same day 90 percent uh with same day delivery they understood that methodology so uh we're taking that to gamestop we're taking that to sephora we're taking that to abercrombie uh, and the list goes on with our customers utilizing same day delivery through ship from store and it's cheaper faster way more efficient and the customers adore it right okay. i'm sure you wanted that 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 controller and the enticing factor of it was you clicked on the same day it's still free and yeah you got it sure you got to enjoy it right there so, so it's 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 more about the experience and locking you in having you enjoy the product that you want to purchase rather than Purchasing a product and you know going through the dilemma. When is it there? Tracking number, uh, all that. You know the yeah, the whole, the whole yeah ab- and absolutely.
3: And you got to watch it. Oh, so, Nora, my question, I've got a million questions about this. Unpacking this is unbelievable. And the implications on other things, even drone delivery and stuff like that, I'd love to have you on here for an hour. And talk about this stuff. But the aggregation, so, Nora, let me ask you about the, the aggregation of this because I get the cost difference between states away and it's right here, right? But doesn't it help to have aggregation? So the guy's coming with Dooner's controller and delivering a ham sandwich to his neighbor <laughs> and maybe some Sephora to the lady down the street, that type of stuff. Is that a reality? Are there buckets of time? Time and, and areas and stuff that can be done. You see it on the Uber Eats commercial. Should I eat this tomato or should I eat my watch? Which one should I be doing here? Uh, is, is that something?
0: It's all happening, and yes, it is happening as a reality. It's it's called batching. It depends on all the business rules that you put in through the the middleware software. So you can aggregate through batching. You can uh, you know it's a single it's a single delivery. Uh, it all depends also on the carrier themselves. So Uber do a single. They do a little bit of batching. Then you have Rody, for example. Uh, Rody does a lot of batching as well. So it it, it predominantly. All relies on the brand itself, how they p- implement the business rules on the software, and then the software plays uh, plays its role. You know, it,
1: it's interesting because like there there was another situation, and this didn't come from far away, but it came from like multiple WalMarts. And I put a relatively maybe it was like thirty five dollar order, and I got some dog mm-hmm. food, I got some dog treats, and some household stuff. And, again, at checkout, they offered that same-day option. And, you know, when they do, sure, why the hell not? I took it. But the one thing that was curious about that is one of the dogs, it was like a $5 dog toy, Mm. they sent from the Signal Mountain Walmart, which is like a mile and a half away. It's not far away. Right, right, right. But the rest (laughs) of the stuff they sent from some other Walmart. And I'm like, this has to be kind of costly, though, isn't it?
0: It's, to think about it, it's not that, the the drivers are already in route. So it's not like it's, they're going only only because of you they're on their way right so it's like a batching method it's like a carpool you got to think about it so they're on their way and this order could be uh, fulfilled uh through that route so the batching method is it's you know it's all machine learning so the machine learning takes it, it and it heals it the way it wants to heal it and it sends it to your uh to your door in the best cost-efficient way uh, possible. It's it, There is a, a general stigma out there that things like this are expensive rather than we want to communicate that it's actually far cheaper and far better for the environment than actually sending single drivers out there. If you have a, a, you know, a batch method out there and people are aggregating a bunch of orders and they're on that route anyway, you don't have to send, let's say, 100 drivers out there and, and the uh, in the in the pool of deliveries, you can send three or four. They're batched up, and and they do a map. To explain it better, uh, think of it like we're we're bringing our software brings Amazon Prime delivery experiences to any retailer. And how they do it, they batch everything together, and they do those multiple orders, and they can get it to you. Prime Day, same day, that single, that um, uh, you know, second day, first day. We do it same day.
3: That, that all makes sense. I'm just wondering if the next conference that we travel to Duner we might be able to save something on our Uber transport oh. just by, by making a couple deliveries on the way.
1: Oh, I, I you know imagine I'm, you would. Yeah, yeah. How many deliveries do cool. do drivers when you're sort of building this density out? And I imagine it can vary, but on average, how, like within an hour, how many packages do you want that type of driver to be, to be delivering?
0: Honestly, we, we don't, we don't, uh, you know, we don't dictate that it's yeah. all on a customer. So I would, I don't have visibility on, uh, GameStop's private enterprise kind of, you know, we're, we're middleware, so uh, we don't really see the customer's uh, outputs, but on average, let's say, uh, a, a, you know, GameStop should be batching out uh, 15, 20 drivers on their way, and uh, they make things way more efficient through uh, technology.
3: So wait a minute now. Is is Noran, is is like GameStop or whomever it happens to be of before and the other ones? They're they're not actually planning their routes, right? They're putting out this delivery, pickup and delivery for offer, and those drivers are saying, "Okay, yeah, I'll take that for that amount because I'm already on my way and doing this, right?" Or am I wrong there? Yes,
0: yeah. So so it's. So we aggregate, and then it passes through to, uh, let's say, Uber, and they do the route optimization gotcha. there. So unless you have a fleet, and then you use our software for fl- fleet uh, route optimization. But if you're using Uber, DoorDash, uh, UPS, FedEx, and all that, it goes through their system. Now, recently,
1: we saw this video of the Zipline drones that Walmart has been using up in um, Arkansas, right? Northwest yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, where right. Our co- near where our conference was. Yep. Is that the ultimate pathway? Because, like, I had questions about those, too. And I was like, this looks, like, pretty highly intensive. Like, the person had to put the wing on, and they had to put the thing on there. Meanwhile, when I go into Walmart, and I try and buy a video game controller in person, there's no one at the video game section. So I was curious, like, how,
0: wh- what do you think about drones? Are they viable moving forward? Are they going to be making a ton of deliveries? So drones are a reality. It's not something in the future or from movies or anything. Here in Dallas, we we, we do it. It's tried and tested. Wing is doing it. It's also uh, being uh, you know through through the Walgreens and and. It's, it happens. Now, there are limitations, yes. You have to have a single-family home, uh, a, a viable place to to drop it off, and uh, a, a point of uh, pickup. So these drones actually lift up in the air, and then they drop down a little string that goes down, and there's a certain – Type of packaging that's catered or, or customized to it, and they put that. And you have weight uh, limitation as well. So you can send out perfume, a little cornflakes box or something like that, but it can't exceed more than three and a half, four pounds, you can say. And, and, the, and the travel time is also limited. So drones are a reality, but we're at the first uh, leg of it. But it's going to be buzzing later on. Here in Dallas, we have a lot of autonomous trucking going on so if you're driving on the 121 you will see a driverless truck uh, you know going to its destination and that's that's amazing uh and you'll have Uh, the world is going to a certain route which i believe uh everybody's going to go to it's buy online pick up anywhere and it's not like you know if you buy online it has to come to your house it goes to your convenience so buy online pick up Mm. anywhere either it's Walker, a drone a a you know to your coffee shop you're sitting in starbucks you don't know, like oh i have to go home i just got a delivery uh no i'm sitting in starbucks for the next hour uh why doesn't this drone just drop it off here so yeah, the world man. is going convenience where it's going to be buy online, pick up anywhere, and you're going to choose that. So I'll tell you an example. In, in Dubai, for example, there are no physical addresses. There's no like, hey, 12 Savannah Drive, zip code, all of that. And and we, we uh, the shopping mall, we bought a company called Fetcher, which had a great technology. It delivers to your GPS location. So we, you get an SMS or, or text message, hey, where are you? Just send us your location, and that, that driver comes to you in the next 15 minutes to where you are. You could be at a coffee shop. You could be oh. sitting at the mall. You you could be in traffic, and we'll deliver it to you in traffic.
3: Wow. A so, well, traffic jam, it, I could get a latte and a pizza delivered just sitting I, in traffic. Uh, well, if they can get there, theoretically. Well, it's a drone, so yeah. As long common. as it's not
1: armed, I mean, it's okay if it follows
3: me around. <laughs> I guess at my next barbecue, I'm gonna have to like time out and just okay, deliver me one beer by drone well, you get, every half hour. You can't get your case
1: of White Claw right? as usual. You gotta actually. Well, it's only three for the pounds, that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, from the package store, sure. Yeah, you're gonna have to have a single. Well, the case, no, a case is more than three pounds.
3: That's uh, what well, I'm saying. The drone is, so you'd have to have like a single White Claw delivered every forty-five.
1: Oh pounds. yeah. Just yeah. line up it, your like deliveries. piecemeal, just just White, yeah, yeah, white yeah, Claw. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey this has been a great conversation one thing i wanted to get into that we don't have time for and, and I'll, I'll make a date with you next month because i thought this was really interesting because you were talking really about cool. it on linkedin but it was turning retail spaces into media and how overseas they've already done an amazing job of this and it seems like america finally re-realized how smart this was and i think that's really uh, a yeah. great topic so we'll dive into that one next time but in the meantime if people want to connect with you they want to talk about final mile they want to talk about the technology behind it where do i send them to
0: Delivery solutions.co. Perfect. Sounds great. Easy enough. Thank
1: you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, right Take on. care. I could have spent an hour with him.
1: Easy. Yeah, I had a, a lot couple. of questions. I, I still have deep. a lot of questions. I do, too. But we'll have him <laughs> on again. Yeah. Then we'll make him recurring. We'll he was good. One we'll trick ad read from XBO. We got XBO is driven to put your freight first. With coverage in 99% of U.S. zip codes, as well as key routes in Mexico and Canada, XBO will help you get your shipments where you need to go on time and damage free. All fine-tuned by 35 years of Get this, Michael Vincent, world-class LTL experience, just like you, son. Oh, man. Learn more I've at Tele- <laughs> Hey, Go to
3: LTL ltl-solutions.xbo.com.
1: Hey, let's have a guy on who knows how to have fun at work. Does that sound like a good idea? Does he know how to have fun at work? Ain't, I mean, he's, that's like his big marketing gimmick. Let's ask gimmick. him
3: about retail into media spaces. You think he might know it? His shirt looks fun. His shirt is awesome.
1: It's Richard Sharp in the Magnetic Zero. Is hot Shot operations at Diligent Delivery Systems. What's up, man?
6: Man, having fun. You know, it's a fantastic fun Friday shirt day. So I saw uh, Matthew Luffler had an awesome truck shirt and I placed an order for it. But supply chain issues, it hasn't arrived yet. So I had to go with the Route 66 shirt. <laughs> ah, You can't
1: go wrong. You can't go. Wrong. What's over your shoulder, by the way? Is that like a, what is that, inspirational animal?
6: Uh, depends on which one you're looking at. Uh, hey, is that a warthog? That is, I, I,
1: my eyes aren't that great.
6: Uh, actually, it's a picture out in uh, Utah, I believe. Uh, one of the national parks. It's it's a it says determination, and uh, the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Ooh, and ooh, uh, love it. It's a, I'm not normally a motivational poster guy. I'm more of a demotivational poster type of laugh thing, but that one was hanging mm. in my mom's de- de- our, our hospital room. <laughs> uh, I like to depress really people. <laughs> in and, R- uh, Richard, but, what are you,
1: what are you giving out for uh, Halloween this year? What are you giving out for Halloween candy?
6: <laughs>
1: demotivational
6: <well>. scriptures. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> With bags of pennies. Say again? With bags of pennies, it's like here's a bag of oh, pennies
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> fortune cookies that say "Give up, man, you're done." No, <laughs> you know what? You know why you have to have fun at work? You're in a stressful you're in a stressful line. You're doing hot shot operations in the Houston area for diligent. First of all, for those who don't know, what is hot shotting? What does that entail?
6: So the way I like to explain my understanding of hot shot is it's on demand. Um, it's more, hey, I need to get this out to you know, a well site or a plan, or we got a machine down or, Hey, I just have an envelope of documents that needs to go across town to the attorney. Uh, so it's just a, more of an on-demand versus a set schedule. Uh, we certainly have customers we do set schedule stuff for, but mostly it's on demand and need it now.
3: Yeah. So Richard, we were joking about it earlier, but is it, is it kind of like a gamble type of thing when you're hot shotting, right? Cause there's penalties if you miss, correct. Or is that something else?
6: I can't say that's necessarily in our world. Um, if we miss a delivery window, we're always going to make it right with the customer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if they paid for a direct, we're going to get there and get it to them. If for some reason something happened, we're always going to make it right with the customer. 100% of the time. Is yeah.
1: most of the stuff you're handling hotshot out of Houston, like pipes and oil related gear?
6: It is really a interesting mix. Uh, like I said, it could be anything from an envelope of legal documents, could be big old thirty inch ball valves, and of course I nerd out seeing that stuff on the yeah. on the trucks.
3: Yeah.
6: Uh, so it's really a mix. It's a mix of oil field. It's a mix of manufacturing. It's a mix of like I said, things as simple as a little box of parts or a little envelope of documents.
1: But has that? Let me ask you something. Has that changed at all as? Ports, like the, the direction of freight has shifted as we've seen. A lot of it's moved away from yeah. the West Coast. It's gone to the East Coast. Some of that mix has gone into Houston. Have you seen that mix bleed into hotshotting and all, seeing newer things in the past two years that oh. you typically wouldn't see?
6: Oh, it's bleeding over into hotshot. Um, it's bleeding into our warehousing. It's bleeding into friends in the industry's warehouses. It seems like seems like you you build it, and it's filled within minutes. Um, so it's it's a big thing with the port shift. And of course that does carry over to hotshot and needing to move freight around town and we're taking stuff to the ports, of course.
3: Richard, Richard, in, in, in hotshotting, it seems to be uh, like this specialized thing, right? When you get into like heavy haul and stuff like that, reputation matters. Is it, is it more experience and reputation over the latest technology? I mean, that trust factor, right? I mean, it'd be a little bit to build up a a clientele that's going to trust you, right?
6: I would say that, It's very much a relationship industry like anything else. Integrity, making sure you deliver on your word is absolutely key. And if you do that consistently, then yes, your customers are going to stick with you. Uh, We're not trying to be the cheapest in town, never will be, uh, but we do deliver and take care of our folks.
1: Now, I used to do perishable fish air freight, and that was highly intensive. I mean, you were getting pinged by clients all the time. Where's my freight? Where's this? They didn't understand there was FDA clearance and customs clearance and all these other rigmaroles rules that would go on. Um, What can go wrong over in Hutch? I'm sure there's like any number of things to get these short windows, but what are the kind of pratfalls that you have to look out for?
6: Um, I think it's like anything else, making sure you've got your details correct when you're setting up um there's a big difference between you know 40 inches and 40 feet when you're looking at the details so you want to make sure you dispatch <laughs> the right vehicle yes. <laughs> so do no, no uh, let,
1: let me stop you you'd be surprised i used to do i used to be i was a customs broker for a while and you get invoices out of China and you try and get information from people about their shipments and they would be like, so willy nilly of as like inches or feet. I don't know. I just put one down. Like I can't just put one down. This is literally dimensions of your freight. Ah. And this is LCL container loads. Like I need to know the size and the weight. (laughs) What's a tariff number (laughs) frustrating. Yeah.
6: So a, a lot of things we talk about here are owning the customer experience, putting yourself in the customer's shoes, trying to get those details up front so that the driver knows what they're picking up and, you know, minimize the time they're on site so that they can just pick up, load, and go. Have the paperwork, and then they're ready to deliver wherever they're are taking the freight that day. Yeah, I got so,
3: it, so it so. You amazing. ever you ever run across a customer where one side thinks it's a hot shot and the other doesn't? I've oh, run I've run across yeah, that before. Yeah,
6: <laughs> well, you know, you say that, and it's interesting when you're talking about service levels. Uh, for yeah. some people, they use the term "hot shot" as a g- general term. And then that could be your a certain service level, like a three-hour window is called a hot shot, a 90-minute window is called a direct, or a five-hour for same day. Yeah. And so sometimes when customers call in and ask for a certain, like they need a hotshot, then we work to just communicate expectations up front and say, hey, we've got you set up on a direct and what have you. And if you communicate up front, tends to head off the questions on the back end and you meet your customers' uh, delivery expectations so much more.
1: Now, do your hotshot drivers, are they, do they have a big rivalry with the uh, with the big rig drivers? Now, I see like on TikTok and stuff, there's kind of some drama sometimes between the two different factions.
6: I can't say that I have witnessed that. Um, I think I've been blessed to work for two different hotshot companies where the teams of drivers... We're actually really supportive of each other. Um, and frankly, most of them had a mix of trucks in their own personal fleets. So I can't say I've run into that. I know you you hear about it when you're talking truck stop and parking challenges. You know, if somebody's got a 40 foot gooseneck in a space and somebody in a 53 foot drive-ins trying to find a parking space, you know, I, I hear that kind of rumbles, but I cannot say that I would say it's a uh, any kind of, real rivalry rivalry that I've experienced. Yeah. I've seen yeah. a lot of support for each other. Well, <laughs> hey
1: hey Richard, hey, it was great talking with you. It was great learning a little bit more about yeah. hot shot operations out of Houston. People who have some needs out there, they need some critical goods. They need stuff moved, whether it be a packet of documents or a, a bouncy ball, where do we send them to?
6: I would say send an email to hotshot at diligentusa.com and my team here is going to get take, get you taken care of. No worries.
1: You keep having awesome fun at stuff. work Thank you for joining us on the show And have a great weekend, man Happy Halloween
6: All right, take care
1: <laughs> Too early to say hey, Happy you, Halloween? You,
6: maybe it's a little too early It's a couple weeks early
1: couple, Maybe it's a couple weeks too early To say Happy Halloween I don't know, I, I,
3: think, I think you're within limits Begin, uh, for, You know? Yeah I, I'm more lax on that Than I am saying Happy New Year
1: after the I know, fight. but like it kind of comes <laughs> Like you start giving vibes Like you're kind of a little overbearing Maybe if you start saying I, I'll, I mean, guys I'll wait a couple weeks Before I start saying Happy Halloween All right Kevin Wang, founder at Trucking Up. Happy Halloween, Kevin. See? I lied. <laughs> Happy early Halloween,
4: guys. Uh, thanks for Happy, thanks. The Really appreciate it.
3: Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Yeah, what
1: do you give out on Halloween? If you're, you're, you're in CVS right now, what bag of candy are you buying to give out to the kids?
4: Pre-season kick out.
1: Smart man. Your house won't get egged. Your house won't get egg. That's that's all it is. What would you, you give it? I didn't hear. i didn't hear Kit Kats. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly.
4: Killer.
3: Absolutely. Bags yeah, you can't leave one of those with a note that says, just take one.
1: Yeah. Nah. No. No. Nah. They're course. taking the bowl. Dump the whole bag in there. Yeah. yeah. Those well, are my uh, <laughs> personal favorites. If you did that, you'd be trucking up. You would be trucking. Yeah, that's a severe truck up. Well, maybe trucking up's a good thing. What is trucking up, by the way? It's, It's your new thing. You've got a really cool background, too. This guy came from Uber. He's in the Y Combinator scene, and now he's doing trucking up. Let's start with trucking up. We'll find out a little bit about Y Combinator for you, how that works, what you learned at Uber and all that. But let's
4: start there. Sure. Yeah. Um, trucking up is, to be honest, it's quite a few things. I started trucking up really just as a way to learn about the trucking industry. Uh, it's part of my TikTok account called trucking newbie. Um, you know, the reality is I didn't really have much of a trucking background when I first got into it. And I decided to go to truck stops and talk to truckers. Um, I did that for a couple of weeks. And whenever I come home, my friends will always ask me, Oh, how was your truck truck stop visit? You know, like tell us about it. And at some point they were like, Hey, you should make some videos videos about it, maybe. So that's kind of like what gave me the idea to, you know, really put my experience visiting truck truck stops um, onto uh, TikTok. And uh, soon after, you know, like the TikTok got caught on by, uh, got picked up by truckers on the uh, on the platform. And that became a really interesting way for me to learn and share my learnings in public and, and talk about trucking, you know, on social media, uh, even though I, I'm still very new myself. So that became like a really interesting platform for me, but eventually that evolved into, okay, like I have this following now, like what can I actually do, you know, with my software engineering background to build something for the trucking industry. Um, so now, right now we are actually, um, exploring building a, uh, payroll platform for trucking fleets to, uh, make uh, payroll more seamless, uh, for the drivers and provide like overall p- better, uh, uh, payroll, uh, payment experience for drivers. So that's what we're doing. But, uh, to answer your question, trucking up is kind of like, a uh, it's a, a bunch of things rolling up together, the social media, the software product. Uh, but yeah, it's been kind of like a pretty organic uh, growth into what it is today.
1: No, I like I like that you're doing the market research, that you're you're going out there and you're talking to truckers and also turning it into content. Because why not get yeah. some marketing out of there, share it, and keep yourself moving forward, building that audience. But what is the most interesting or surprising thing you learned from talking to drivers when you're doing this research and you're just trying to open your eyes to the to the biz?
4: I think... To be honest with you, I actually haven't talked to a single truck driver oh. um, before this whole journey, I think. Like, I, I think oh. this is just, like, a uh, part of the, the world that I just really wasn't familiar with. Yeah. So it was very eye-opening for me to actually go to truck stops. Uh, even, hop, you know, if, uh, if you've seen some of my videos, I, I tried to go into trucks, you know, with the drivers and really see kind of like what their day-to-day looks like, you know, within the truck, where they sleep, you know, how they how they go about, you know, driving and, and why, what got them into driving. And I think what I realized is, um, at the end of the day, you know, they have a family and, and what motivates them is, you know, Hey, like, you know, they need to take care of the family. They want, they want to, you know, make a good living. So I, I think what's maybe like, I, I think the thing that was like surprising is like, Oh wow, this is like such a foreign world for me. And, but after talking to these people, I just realized, Hey, they're just like, honestly, we're very similar in terms of like the motivation that we have, you know, it's like, we want to make a good living. We want to take care of our family. So, I think that was just like more so just like building the empathy for this group of users that I feel like that are providing these like daily essential service for us, but I just never was never connected to. But once I kind of like step into that scene, I feel like that was really um, was like a really big learning moment for me. Just like, oh wow, like I have a lot in common with these people actually. So I would say that's like probably the biggest thing that I uh, that, that I learned from just that experience.
3: Yeah, I was digging around on the site, and there's a lot of interesting stuff in 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 that site as. Is- uh, you know, it, it, well, you obviously know, but is there a bloopers reel anywhere? I was looking for a bloopers reel. I was wondering, you know, how many people see Kevin, you know, walking up to him and there's, Hey, can I look inside your cab or jump in your cab with you? And they're like, I don't know about this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't have a lot of bloopers reel because, well, because I typically go to truck stops myself. And when people, you know, tell me to, Hey, like, no, uh, I don't I want call. to talk then. Yeah, then yeah. I, I, I don't get to, I don't get to record that. But that happens more often than you think.
3: I, mean, I um, bet so it does. Funny. I mean, it, it, going up to the manager and say, hey, "There's some weird dude out there with a camera trying to get him." Yeah, my that's dad, kind of intimidating,
1: right? <laughs> how did you? How did you get yourself like hyped up like at first to just go up to drivers in the truck stop?
4: Um, I think I've always been kind of like a pretty outgoing person. I like talking to people. Uh, I I would say I'm, I have like a pretty thick skin. Um, so I think that probably helped. You know, during the initial days of you know me trying to like just talk, uh, talk talk to drivers and learn. I, I, not gonna lie with you. I think the first day was pretty rough. I think like, I was like pretty intimidating walking around the truck stop. I, I didn't even know what the truck stop looked like. So I was like walking around, you know, this, like, I I remember it was the loves and actually, so it was the flying J and Lothrop in California. Um, just walking around there, just didn't know what to do. Kind of like walked up to people pretty awkwardly. Hey, like, can I, can I talk to you? People didn't, you know, that people, uh, a lot of people said, no, like, like, what are you doing here? And then I brought some snacks and I brought went, went to the Flying J, uh, bought some snacks and kind of like carried the plastic bag around and say, hey, like, you know, I will give you snacks in order to, you know, to like, be able to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> people like, like, I think, yeah, some hey. truckers are like, hey, like, what's this pathetic, you know, guy doing, like walking around the truck stop, like trying to, like, trying to talk to me. So it was definitely <laughs> uncomfortable, but I definitely like really got the reps in and I feel like right now it's uh, a lot more efficient. Just like, hey, like, you know, this is what I do. I I interview truckers and can I talk to you for, you know, a few minutes. So uh, I think the, the the definitely got the reps in there. So
3: Kevin, I'm really curious, which was what, which, which brought in the more interviews? Was it like a, a Cinnabon or like beef jerky or dog. maybe a roller dog or what? <laughs>
4: um, I, it was chips. It was, it was chips. really just like probably like a bag of burrito, Doritos. Um, yeah. I actually made the TikTok video asking truckers. Hey, what are there their snacks hmm. on the road. Um, actually, I think this is actually a really interesting question. I got a lot of different answers. Um, I think I see some, you know, truckers prefer healthier snacks, like almonds. A good friend of mine who's also a trucker. Um, and his name is school. actually shout out to school. Uh, he, uh, he, he likes almonds and some, you know, others like Cheetos and, and, other types of snacks like that. But you definitely see like a variety of like snacks that truckers prefer on the road.
1: Wow. Trucker bait. See, he's trying to, he wants to capture a trucker in a box. He's going to put a big box up with a stick. Well, I've
3: got the trap all set. Yeah,
1: the trap. I just need need the bait. bait
3: Okay, so just plain old chips. That's cool.
1: Hey, Kevin, one of the reasons we had you on is we wanted people to watch you build in public and follow your journey. How do they go about doing that?
4: Um, So they can follow us at uh, Trucking Newbie, uh, Trucking Newbie at TikTok. Um, But we also started uh, putting up a new site called uh, uh, FreightPayroll.com. So that is actually the new product that we are currently working on, uh, which is essentially a payroll product built specifically for trucking fleets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Very you cool. can find that at FreightPayroll.com. Um, yeah. And that's uh, a few ways that you can find us.
1: Excellent. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. By the way, do we ask this yet? Where were, you, where were you giving out? Oh, he's giving out the good stuff on Halloween. We oh, yeah, yeah, all merging yeah. together. All and, together. Uh, yeah. All right, Kevin, you have a good weekend, yeah. man. Take care, brother. No licorice at Kevin's house. Hey, yes, sir. No.
4: Thank you sir for having me. Thank you, right man. On. What
1: about those licorice pipes? You remember those things?
3: Yeah.
4: I it's know. Friday. Good news, bad news. have oh uh, the
2: bad news
4: and good news. Hope they're okay.
1: God. All right. Good news: your Amazon delivery is on the way. Sweet. Bad news: it's in the middle of a hurricane. Check what? out what TikToker Abnormal Poet I, had to say I'm about his roots right now. Y'all knew this hurricane was coming. And you still order sh-? I got to go to
6: 172 of y'all today. <laughs> Ooh, I hate y'all. I hate y'all. My Everything is wet. Everything is wet. Everything.
1: Okay, <laughs> is everything wet? Is the question? So it, it, did the corporations win here? They convinced this man that this is the, a, a consumer problem and not a company problem. It's a, the company problem is the company dispatching you? Consumer, you yeah. go on Amazon, like unless you pick that same day into the middle of a hurricane. I mean, but I don't think most people are. Maybe they are. I have no idea. Well, I have no idea. I mean, if
3: I want are, that Splatoon
1: controller. They're
3: pretty dumb people,
1: you know. <laughs> there could be people
3: are like, hey, hey delivering
1: a hurricane. Doesn't the, don't the package get soaked?
3: I would think well, He just told you Everything's wet. Everything, wet everything is wet Everything is wet Yeah I think he said it Another Everything
1: is wet You know he's <laughs> also Got some music videos That particular TikTok Oh does he yeah, I'm gonna he's watch it He's pretty talented I, I liked him Next It was world right
3: there. That was very very entertaining. I got some bad news You're a long haul trucker And you don't get To see your family much A lot no. of them are out on the road A lot But nope. here's what's Really cool If you're really lucky The good news is You're Alex Nino And if uh, you got Your son with you, on it, uh, with you On the road Let's take a look At this here I think he's Making him breakfast dinner, on my so.
6: Now it's video. morning time and I'm
0: cooking us some breakfast. It's going to be some bacon and eggs, a nice simple breakfast. Did you sleep comfortable last night, buddy? How comfortable? Like 1 through 10. 20 million? Dang,
2: boy. 20
1: bucks? million. Nice. And I can smell it. A memory foam mattress.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have one of those? I got rid of the spring mattress. I do. I no, stairs. I got a foam. Yeah. It's great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't know your wife if you roll. No, there's no the bouncing at all. Yeah. Oh. It's very cool. I love it. You, like stand
3: a you? It. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do that every night just to test it to make sure. It's also very cool, cooler. Yeah. I'm a I that? can smell it. I can smell the bacon and eggs.
1: Yes, then you got to do the cleanup on the side of the truck there as well. There you go, man. That's Check really it. fun though. I, I like I like seeing that stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm schmaltzy.
3: You're a little schmaltzy, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. You're that.
3: You're allowed to be schmaltzy.
1: Well, let's say you're out on the road. You know, you got to be away from your family. You can't bring your kid. You're not as lucky as Alex Nino. You finally get home. You park your truck. Look at the bullshit that this guy <laughs> had to pull up with from Georgia Johnny Law. Play the tape.
7: <laughs> is that is, it again? That? Who's at <laughs> it again? Yep.
5: You still have your semi here.
7: mm mm-hmm. I'm parked here for the weekend. I'm leaving out.
5: I understand, sir. But corner of Henry County Court three sixteen fifty
3: five. You cannot park your commercial vehicle on the property, sir.
7: It's not blocking anybody, it's not bothering anybody, so I'm trying to understand. I knew you was coming back, I seen you when you left out, when you passed by here the first time. I was sitting here waiting on you. So,
5: pretty much, uh, so what's, what's your name, sir?
7: For why? Why? We're, I live here.
5: We're gonna go ahead and proceed to the next step, sir.
7: What's the next step? And
5: I'm just gonna issue you court summons, sir.
7: Court summons for what?
5: For having your vehicle parked right here. It's about this kind of code.
7: So, so what do you want me to pay to park my truck for the week? Uh, you
5: you got to park it somewhere where it's, uh, it's uh, authorized. This right. is
7: Georgia. Georgia, you can't park a semi-truck on the side of the highway. You can't park a semi-truck on the side of the road. I run these, this trailer and this truck across the country for things that you need in life. So you want me to come home, if I come home for a three-day weekend, to pay to park my truck somewhere else because of Georgia won't let me park my truck, anywhere when i'm not bothered anybody i have enough room in my yard to park my truck and y'all upset that i want to park my truck here at my house so when georgia pays for me to park my truck when i come home then i'll park my truck somewhere
1: else amen
3: uh, amen there's so many comments i want to make during that but i want to make sure that dude his story was heard
1: right from his voice because uh, truth he's speaking, preach it. I mean, hear it in his voice, too. He's you can see he's the frustration right. there. He's in his it looks fine in his lot, too. It's not like he's got like a bunch of cars on cinder blocks or something on the lawn.
3: Yeah, no, I've seen far worse lawns in Georgia than that. He's got commercial <laughs> vehicles. Me. He's moving America. He's working for a living. He brought that guy's. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, amen, man. Go back and watch that a few times and then call your congressman, your state. Yeah. When we talk
1: about parking here, there is one spot. For every eleven drivers, people
3: one for every eleven, bro. That's insanity, man. And what we throw seven, seven, 75 million at it, that's gonna yeah, that ain't gonna do squat. Anyways, here, here's some good news, man. Elon, and not for that one guy who okay. said he's gonna eat shoes yeah. when this happened, but good news for everybody else. Elon Musk tweeted last night that the five hundred mile range Tesla Semi will deliver to Pepsi on December first. December first. Wow. Well, I've said that Dooner. before. Well, you've been be you've been driving December. your Cybertruck for what? Yeah, years now. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't, seen, haven't it. seen it. Bad news. It appears they're keeping this awful, awful cockpit design. Check this out. I think it looks cool. I think Wait, it looks Alan, badass. Go back to the cockpit, I'm not a driver. People. Go back. Go back. This. I think it looks really cool. But I'm not a driver, man.
1: Well, Uh, but here's my issue with this cockpit, right? So you think about the interior dimensions that you're stuck in the middle of this thing. There's more than a few issues I can see with this. One of them is that the entire receiving world is set up for a driver to be on the left-hand side, passing papers, going to terminals, going to docks. I don't know if the engineers of this ever actually had a truck driver sitting here because it definitely looks like you're looking at form over function. This doesn't make sense. It also looks like it, it wants to push the driver out there. It's like, all right, you're down to one seat. I don't want you in there little ominous let's see you go around the track they're still keeping the same design like i am surprised after all these years it's basically the same design they've changed it a little bit they got that one seat in there but one of the engineers some 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 tesla fan was like hey um truck drivers will love this so i tweeted out to my network because i a lot of truck drivers are in my network and i was wondering if they like it so what is this one right here uh this guy says uh you're right, Justin. Justin's super trucker on our team. He right. said that there's yeah, he he a bunch of blind spots in this truck. I wouldn't like a center seat. It's not safe for a driver. He said, you're right, Justin. I'm sure thousands of engineers at Tesla who worked on this product didn't think about blind spots, including Elon Musk. They maybe didn't. they should have hired you. Yes, maybe they should have. That's they all we're saying. They should have
3: because it's quite obvious they yeah. didn't. And if they did think about it, they didn't think much about it. Yeah, not
1: totally crapping on Tesla or shitting no. on Tesla. I'm just saying that there's, there's obvious considerations Amen. that weren't taken in there. And I don't think you need to be so arrogant when you're trying to move into a market like this. That's what I got to see. By the way, let's take a look at some Halloween candy. Right here. What do we got, Michael Vincent? Oh, my let's God. Let's take look at the map. Tennessee. What do we got in Tennessee? Choo- uh, the Tootsie Pops. You know what? We'll just do this on Monday. Yeah, we don't have I don't want to defeat this Halloween candy anymore. Instead, Derek says, I don't understand why the test system has to see the center of the vehicle. The way port terminals have pedestals to talk to the truckers, this center seat wouldn't make sense. He works for the ILW. He's a crane <laughs> operator. He knows what he's talking about. Hey, don't be a stranger. <laughs> Tell him how to be.
3: Peace and love spread it everywhere. <laughs>